Hello. Hey there. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, I'm mighty fine. How are you doing? Man, we if it got any better, I don't think I don't think anybody ever believe us. To tell you the truth, for one, uh, it's don't been, you just love it? I, I do. It's been that damn good. Good, awesome. So, what's happening in the Lone Star State? You know, uh, well, here in South, uh, we're in South uh, Texas, kind of. It's Houston area, so it's uh, it's been rainy, and then and then today, kind of. Uh, well, it was kind of hot, really, like 75, 77, and then it it, uh-huh. uh, it cooled down to the 40s, and then today hit 60, and tomorrow will be in the 70s. So, yeah, uh, it's been good, man. We're we're just loving Texas right now. We're in that weird weird season where it's like you, you don't know if you need. I mean, you roll out of the house with the jacket, and then you're like, okay, I, I'm gonna yeah. get shorts in the afternoon. Yeah, and then then you're freezing again. Well, in the evening. Yeah, but in Houston over here, so this is the time when people visit Houston in this area, this Gulf Coast area, that they actually uh-huh. they they actually love it so much. Like I can move here, and then they hit summer, and they're like, what were we thinking? It's it's hard to do summer here. Oh yeah, it can get pretty warm. Yeah. Um, that uh, Houston area is is beautiful and a lot of fun when the weather's good. Um, of several years ago, a buddy of mine was having a party down in Houston. He wanted some uh, help with the uh, firepower and wanted to know if I could break some pits down for his party. And I said, sure. And I didn't think to ask him at the time. He was in a hurry and I was in a hurry. He said, I'll call you around the end of the year. Fill you all uh, where it's going to be and all this stuff. So he called me back and uh, he said, yeah, yeah the uh, party's on and uh, I'm going to need like five of your biggest pits. Holy shit. And I, I said, I said oh, what, wow. you, what, kind, what kind of a party are you having? He said, well, it's a, a tailgate party. I said, really? He's uh, my, my buddy's Guy Fieri. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It, what, it, this was uh, for the Super Bowl. It was not a party. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like the party. It was, it was oh, the yeah. party, and uh, it was a blast. It was, uh, it was uh, in February, which was just uh, plenty of cool air, you know, as opposed to um, and all that. And uh, it was really a fun thing. We it, we did some whole hogs there and. Had a big uh, party with all these uh, people, the celebrities that come to the football game. You know, the, uh, even baseball players, football oh, yeah. players, oh, yeah. all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And it was a blast. But uh, little did we know at the time, uh, I, he, he said, hey, you got some folks that can help uh, do the cooking. I said, yeah, I got some buddies that have been working real hard this year. So I helped sponsor an organization called Operation Barbecue Relief. They said the guys that have been really busting it this year uh, will have to keep it quiet because everybody will want to come. But uh, let's get the the hardest workers guys in the group. And sure enough, we rounded them up and they got to cook it at this party. Little did they know that uh, this was in uh, February of 17. Uh, we got. We had to go back in August. I guess you guys remember that Hurricane Harvey. Yep. And, and uh, uh, let's see. We spent. Uh, I don't have any weeks there, but uh, it was. Oh my God! What a what a mess that was. I know you guys probably. Oh, it was. In so, some of that stuff, and definitely we had hel- Fortunately, we had helicopters to get to the outlying cities and all that, but. Uh, it was kind of uh, ironic that we'd been there for the party and then got to uh, had to go back to uh, feed the folks and all that. But it, it really turned out well that, that uh, people were all appreciative and it was a great deal. Nice. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, and that's one of the things that we talk about on the podcast. Uh, and the, the whole barbecue community, it just like it just everybody just comes together, especially when there's a uh, some type of like tragedy or some type of like, um, natural event. I know they have the operation, uh, barbecue relief where they get that's out there. Talking about. Was that was, yeah, okay. that's what he's belongs to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm a, a founding sponsor of that organization. Yeah. That's that, awesome. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. 
And, and in case of people have, that doesn't know, I, David, uh, let me go ahead and introduce you to the people that uh, I grabbed in the brisket. Hey, we have David Knight with the founder and creator of Old Hickory Pits. Hey, David, hey, thank you for coming on to grab in the brisket and well, thank, sharing. Thank your, you so much for for having me. Yeah. This is a pleasure. Oh, no, I, I, I love it. We love it here. And uh, thank yeah. you for uh, coming on here, sharing a little bit of your stories and your knowledge and uh, your, uh, your, your barbecue pits. Well, the barbecue is a wonderful group, group of people. It's the best in the world there. So uh, now, uh, I, I guess your listeners are they scattered all over the country or uh, all over they, the world? Oh, right. Yeah, we, we we do a little tracking, and uh, there there's uh, there's nooks so, and crannies all over the world, which is surprising to us. Uh, oh yeah. Um, I mean, from Australia to, uh, I mean, the Philippines to. Uh, keep naming places everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm naming all the yeah. places that yeah. I know. Yeah, we just, <laughs> How long do we have? We just we just sold a, a pit in Australia this week, but uh, it's a long story. It's it was sitting down there for a year. Uh, it got left there with something at one of our events, and uh, after we realized it, why we sold it, and and so I'm not really sure where it went, but uh, in Australia, but. That's a, a, a great place, and they like barbecue down there. Oh, they do. They they they, they really do. Uh, yeah. If you don't if you don't mind, uh, can you can you kind of take us back? I mean, you you've had, well, I mean, your whole life, right? Your whole life's been devoted to basically barbecue, barbecue pits, manufacturing, um, and then also your 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 giving back uh, to uh-huh. the communities. But but can you take us back to how this how this really kind of started for you? Sure enough, uh, we're going to have to go way back. Uh, let's let's start in uh, when I was in first grade. I think it was 1954. That's probably before most everybody listens was born. But uh, anyway, uh, in the first grade, I met a new friend at, that went. I never had met him before, but he was not that many blocks away from where I live. But he, he lived right behind his family's barbecue restaurant. Now, in 1954, barbecue was a rarity. You know, it was not near the uh, uh, phenomenon that has, has come along in the last, um, what, it, how would many years would that be? Like 70, uh, almost 70 years. Um, but anyway, I got familiar with barbecue by hanging out in the back of the barbecue restaurant. And uh, from the first grade on, and uh, lo and behold, uh, years later, after I went away to school and and that, and then taught for a couple of years, um, I thought I'd get in the real world, and and I was teaching business, but I felt like I wanted to be in business and not just talk about it. And so I I opened a barbecue restaurant in 1974 in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, in the old historic downtown area overlooking the Mississippi River. And that was my first barbecue venture. Nice. Nice. What what, what was the price of a brisket back then? <laughs> it certainly is about a fraction of what they are today. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you can't. Yeah, definitely. It's, I don't know what's higher, the price of what's going up even more, the price of gas or the price of brisket. I mean, it's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it was less than a dollar a pound. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I love and that. Uh, yeah, this uh, inflation thing is kind of a, a serious nightmare here. It is. Uh, uh, hopefully, we can get that under control. Yeah, but, I think uh, we will. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, that that's I, I got into it. The restaurant uh, um, is still operating. I, I operated it for. About 20 years, and then I was building barbecue pits and trying to run the restaurant. So I decided I got to flip a coin here and pick one. And so I decided to just uh, stick with the uh, building of the barbecue pits, and I sold the restaurant to a friend of mine. And it's still open to this very day. So it's it's been a popular restaurant for 48 years. I I'm not going to lie to you, uh, and and coming from somebody that's it's worked both the service and and and, and also owned a business and um if you really look at that it's it's really 
well, I mean, it's kind of the same, but but you're really looking for you're marketing for 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 people to 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 use your barbecue pits and and be able to want to buy one of your barbecues barbecue pits versus opening a storefront and having somebody come buy buy a product from, which is still the same kind of kind of sales, but uh, one's food, one's pits. But man, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. That's it's such a gamble. Maybe even probably even more so. Uh, mm-hmm. Back then, and 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 for you to switch over and go, you know what? I'm, I mean, people are always people are always going to eat, right? But but not everybody's right. buying a barbecue pit. But not necessarily what you want them to eat. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then and then you you swapped over and said, look, I'm going to go full time with this. So obviously, you saw the market for that. But man, uh, that is, I tell you what, that's. I guess it's, that's how you got it, where you are. But but damn, that's that takes some balls. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> well. Well, it was quite a quantum leap, but I'm glad I did it. Uh, I really, uh, it's been a great career, and uh, we've helped a lot of people uh, barbecue at their best. Nice. That's our our country's our company's slogan: barbecue at your best. Nice. And that we facilitate help people because uh, barbecue can be pretty uh, uh, difficult if you don't have a good way to control the heat and the smoke and. Uh, all of those things, and particularly if you're in a commercial situation where you've got to feed a lot of folks and it's got to be right every time. That's right. So, That's right. But we hit it just right. Um, there's uh, Back then, uh, when I first started in 74, uh, there was, you know, in most towns maybe had one barbecue restaurant in them, and it was kind of honest. Um the outskirts of town or what have you. But now uh, it's all over the place and, and also all over the world. In fact, I've even got a, a dealer that sells barbecue bits for me in Israel. So oh, wow. uh, it's a big world out there. So we, we know that, and uh, uh, I think we talked a little bit briefly uh, prior to recording, uh, we, we always uh, getting get get into doing a barbecue fail with the guests that we we have on and and i think i do have a little bit of knowledge of 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 one of the fails that you have that that almost kind of jump started uh why you're doing or or what you're doing with with the uh the technology and the pits that you're you're building do you mind uh sharing a little uh fail with us i would be more than happy to tell you that it was the the first fail the big one the big fail so um, when I opened the restaurant in '74, uh, I bought a, a historic building. It was three stories high with beautiful bricks and all that. But it, it had been abandoned for about 12 years, and the windows were all broken out, and it was full of uh, pigeon guano, and uh, it was a wreck. Yeah. But once again, I thought, well, you're going to go for the gusto. Uh, so I bought the building and cleaned it out and sandblasted it, and put in plumbing and electric and, and all this stuff. And back then, there was no modern technology. You either built a brick pit or you used a barrel. And I thought, well, now this is, is, is going to be a beautiful building when I get done with it. Uh, it would be foolish to put a barrel inside. So it was a brick building, and I've luckily got some antique bricks that matched the ones to the building and i built this a brick pit that was actually three stories high and um had a great big 18 inch diameter flue that went all the way up and uh it would hold a lot it hold 600 pounds of meat and um that uh it, the um, only way i could control it was with a damper halfway up the flute and it's three stories high so you can t- imagine the draw on the heat and right when you got a fire going it, if you didn't shut the damper it would absolutely well you could turn 600 pounds of, of meat into rocket fuel oh yeah and it would belch out these <laughs> sparks and and that, now this is right downtown cape Girardeau historic yeah so it's all those buildings are pretty brittle and ready to just go up like a match and so um it became intuitively obvious to me after the third time the fire trucks came 
to put the restaurant out that there should be a better way. And that was the beginning of a career, uh, and uh, uh, it's been a wonderful one. Uh, Old Hickory Pits, uh, how did you come up with that name? What, is there any meaning behind that? Uh, yes, actually, most most people presume that the name has to do with uh, the fact that Hickory Wood um, um, is a very popular wood to cook with. You know, there's uh, depending on regional eccentricities in different parts of the company country they use Hickory, and then they there are other places use post oak. Yep. Some places they use mesquite and la di di la di da. But that's not what, uh, actually, I named it after my, my let's see, uh, my, I think it's like my fifth cousin. Uh, <laughs> my fifth cousin was Andrew Jackson, and his nickname was Old Hickory. Yes. Oh, and that's awesome. All right. So it's kind of almost like a dual entente as far as it could be taken either way, but that that was what, where it really made me die, so... I love that. Anyway. That's awesome. That is very cool. I'm not gonna lie. You you've definitely been around the block, and uh, and and we are like I said. I know James said earlier, but man, we are definitely grateful for you giving your time to uh, come onto this podcast. So, well, I, I, it's an honor for me to be on your podcast, and I love to talk to people about barbecue. That's that's my career, my passion, and and love. And uh, it, it's a great, greatest bunch of f- folks that um, there are. In fact, there's a, a buddy of mine. You guys mentioned that you might have been to the rodeo, the uh, Houston rodeo. Oh yeah, yes sir. Did, did any? Did you guys know Randy Pauly? He's the the, the head of uh, uh, culinary for Bucky's, the filling stations. Super nice guy and a super chef, and they—he's uh, a friend of mine, and they had him featured about three weeks ago on CBS Good Morning. It's a morning show that takes these little stories about people and what they do, and that, and it showed Bucky's uh, their phenomenon with all of the uh, filling station setups and that. And I don't know if you've ever been in a Bucky's, but oh yeah, they've got they've got a. Uh, just their jerky partner, I think it's about two acres. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they do all kinds of barbecue and all that. But he's a great guy. I didn't know if you guys uh, with the rodeo maybe ran. He's on the board of that somehow or another. Uh, no, we, we definitely need to uh, reach out to him and uh, so we can uh, pick oh, his yeah. brain and, and talk with him a little bit. Uh, yeah. get, a, get a hold of Bucky's. Uh, just get a hold of He's head of culinary. And he's a super nice guy. And like I say, he was on television, so he was well at ease at that. So I know he'd make a good guess for you. I, I tell you what, I don't know if you've been to a Bucky's or not, but but it sounds like you have. And I yes. I remember the very first Bucky's being built. Uh, and I mean, I mean, as far as as far as the very big one, right? Um, yeah. And, and before it even opened, I actually stopped there one night. I was traveling, and uh, the store hadn't opened, but the pumps were on. And so, which means they had uh-huh. gasoline, right? And I thought to myself, there's nobody, like, who would build a gas station this big? This is the <laughs> craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, right? And at that point, you still couldn't go inside the store, right? It was probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, you know? And uh-huh. uh, they hadn't opened. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way you're ever going to, like, nobody's ever, I mean, I, I see this, but you, but you geared up for, for travelers with, like, 80 pumps outside. This is never going to work. They're always packed, right? Always. And they're and and I'm like, and, and if you just could have seen, you know, I mean, it takes a vision, right? And 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 yeah. he definitely has one. And I, like I said, I now we can't pass by one without one of the kids going. I want to go, right? <laughs> so exactly, it sells itself once you've been in there and see all of it, everything from trinkets and and books and clothing and belts and hats and. Yeah. Uh, rugs, you name it, they've got it. The in barbecue, there. the jerk, the barbecue. Yeah. Yes, sir. Every time, we and there, we can't. I, I think that guy's guiding philosophy was: if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly, <laughs> and just go for it. And because, uh, like you say, that it, it's it's a leap of faith to put that many, but it sure has worked out for him. 
No, it it has, and and I think you know, I, I know he was a truck driver at one point or something, and uh, uh-huh. that, that's why I I think even like his even the restrooms, I think it's like every thirty minutes, there's somebody going through because he has to have. That's one of the main things. If you're going to stop at my place, you're going to have a clean restroom to go to, right? And that's yes. And, but everything is spotless. Everything is done, and he he pays higher than minimum wage. Like he, he pays a scale that that people want to work for him. And I, I think it just, it's a recipe that works, you know, it's a, it's a great business model. Oh, and every time we stop there, it's at least a hundred dollars inside. <clears throat> Cause we're, <laughs> I mean, we're buying shirts and hats and yeah, it's a beaver. Trinkets and, <laughs> no, it's, it's a great place. We love it. My kids love it. Sure enough. All right. Well, we're talking old hickory pits, That's not right, buckwheat. Right. I'm not talking buckwheat. No, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Enough about buckwheat. Yeah. yeah. You guys got enough free time on this podcast. Old let's, let's old hickory. So, uh, you, you obviously had a vision of, of kind of what you wanted to do. Um, uh, did you have an idea that 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 your creation would spawn a hundred plus huge restaurants all across the world that would be featuring your pits uh, in the the backyard? Um, competition yes. models that you have. Uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about your pits that you have. Well, there's, I, honestly, there would, would have been no way that I would have imagined how big it is come today to have uh, literally thousands of pits around the world and um, having not only the commercial pits, but now for... Um, the competition world they they use uh we we make some pits that are used in the in the big barbecue contests as well as for the uh patio the people that want to um cook outside at their home and um caterers meet that you know these food trucks they use our stuff as well so who would have thought there would have been that many different markets back then because Back then, when I started, there were no barbecue contests. There were zero, silch, donata. It was like uh, that phenomenon came probably 74, maybe 10 years after I started, before like the Kansas City and Memphis, uh, those phenomenons started. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it's been a, a, an amazing ride and uh, there it would have been no way i could have forecast her but um i do joke when people ask me about my business plan i always tell them that i always start with it. my business plan starts with a view for world domination <laughs> there <laughs> and it then is i have to giggle and i have to giggle okay <laughs> so but if you uh, i do have a company uh, called dream big uh, that that's uh, uh, so, anyway, uh, Old Hickory Pits is so pleased to be doing what we do, helping people every day uh, to to the constant pursuit of perfection. And uh, there are people out there that want to take it to the Zen level, and we try to facilitate them to yeah. get precision in in cooking times and temperatures and even uh, controlling and measuring how much smoke. We, we make a product, a wood product, called uh, squogs. Squogs are, I can cut to the chase. Imagine if you would, it's, it's a square log, squog. <laughs> That's where the word squog came from. But anyway, what it is, it's the heart of the uh, uh, trees, like a hickory tree. They cut out, cut the bark off because... Uh, a lot of people believe that the bark is in the bite. Uh, the, the the bite is in the bark, and so it's strictly the uh, the the inner pure wood, and then it's killed, dried, and cut and measured, and so forth, and that. So all of these are different techniques, uh, so that people can look for that wonderful flavor profile that suits them. Because, uh, trust me, there uh, there is so much great barbecue that is so much different from each other. But, uh, it, I mean, in my mind's eye, it's fantastic to taste 
a, a, a new original flavor that takes a twist yep. in seasonings and you know, have all these variables first of all is choosing what you're going to barbecue right but then how you go about it and then how what you're going to do to season it and then how long are you going to cook it and if you're going to use the sauce or not soft and then what uh what you're going to serve it with so it's got the wonderful wonderful opportunities to explore your creative inner self yeah there's a we, we watched uh and i say we uh i have watched a lot of videos and it, it's just barbecuing grilling smoking all over the world and everybody kind of does it a little bit different and uh but mm-hmm. you know the different flavors and the the different sauces or seasonings that they use uh mm-hmm. that you always have the 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 going back to the live fire the smoke that always kind of mm-hmm. like um brings us all back together and we would like yeah. to we like to pretend like you know okay here in america we created or let me rephrase that like here in texas we we, we created <laughs> barbecue but i mean honestly <laughs> that's not the case i mean <laughs> we, we try to we try to say we make it a little bit better but again that's all mm-hmm. subjective but uh it's I, I love it. I, I love uh, uh, experiencing new flavors and new spices and stuff like that all, all throughout with the world. All, with all due credit to Texas, they they have advanced uh, the, the brisket uh, as far as a choice meat and so forth. The funny thing about the regional eccentricities of barbecue, if you really follow it and look at it, a lot of it has to do with what people had to eat right. and in Texas with its, uh, the cattle, the brisket is a, is a part of a cow. Mm-hmm. And uh, that made more sense than in uh, Tennessee where they had a lot of pigs and all that. And that sure. made pork made sense there. And, and, and the same thing out, out East in the Carolinas. And, uh, so that's where you get all these regional eccentricities that that you see a lot more now um people uh, restaurants barbecue chains uh having samples of or, or specimens of all the the other regions a lot of them will have multiple numbers of sauces that they put on the tables and uh I'll do with the beef and the pork and and, and on from there I've, I've got a I've got a real quick question here. If Texas has brisket and and Tennessee in that area has got the pork and the pigs, mm-hmm. what does California have? They have avocados. Just uh, they uh, yeah they do their avocados. <laughs> <laughs> they did the yeah. uh, no no for for meat wise they're doing the they're doing tri they they do tri tri tip yeah. that's right tri tip tri tip is a. Uh, a, a beef product that that we don't even in the Midwest don't you see it in the grocery stores yeah. or anything. But out there, um, I, they they got tri tip and and they do it different ways. But they cook it and then they slice it real thin and it's tasty. It's got a really good flavor. Oh, it it's does. just it does. what they they what they could lay their hands on. Yeah. No, definitely. And, I was you know so in this in this room that we're in. Uh, John over here. He he's from California, and every every chance that I get a, I've get, if I get an opportunity just to say something not negative, but just 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 to slight him just a little bit with California, I I probably <laughs> just I probably poke the bear. Yeah, you know. Right. I mean, we uh, don't even know where Mister David Knight's from. I mean, he could. We don't. But let me tell you right now, he ain't from California. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, fortunately, I'm right in the middle of the United States, so yeah, so I can go in any direction and make somebody mad or happy. But <laughs> I'm, uh, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, is uh, right about in the center, uh, east and west, and uh, about in the middle, north and south, yeah. and the, right the on the Mississippi me, River. The Show Me State? The Show Me State. Uh, show Me State, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we've got family yeah. up in, uh, in in Waynesville and uh, oh yeah, nice yeah, right outside Leonard Wood there. So uh, yeah, yeah, and we've got some good uh, barbecue towns. We have Kansas City, and we also have St. Louis, and then both of those are, um, and we're 
less than a six pack away from Memphis, Tennessee as well. Okay. And uh, nice. we're close there. Yeah, you were speaking earlier. I mean, just just for the okay. So Texas uh, with the beef cattle industry uh, mm-hmm. kind of leading us to to being like a kind of like a powerhouse in the beef industry and and uh-huh. brisket, and then of course Tennessee and the 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 hogs or whatever. Uh, we we did we had a podcast not too far back uh, where we we talked to a brewmaster and they were talking about making beer. But one of the things that he talked about was. And a question was posed like, okay, why is beer so good? Like over in England, you know what I mean? Like, or or certain types of beer that's brewed somewhere else. And it's like, it comes down Mm -hmm. to the source. It comes down to the water that they're coming, that they're, they're they're pulling from. So you can make a, you can get an exact recipe for a, a beer and you can make it here Mm -hmm. in Texas and use our water and you go over to England and you use the same recipe in their water and the two beers taste totally different. And it's all of a sudden it's like, that's so much better over there. Are, are you telling me right <laughs> now that, that, that Tennessee's beer is better than our beer? He said England. Oh, England. Oh, oh I thought we were talking about just different water. I said Tennessee's pork is probably better uh, than Texas. Tennessee's pork is better in Tennessee than it is in Texas. Correct. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Easy. Right. I don't know how I uh, get off yeah. on that little uh, tangent or yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> so you. Well, one good thing about barbecue people is that the majority of them are good natured yep. and they can have fun kind of tossing it around back and oh, forth yeah. and nobody gets mad or they shouldn't anyway. It's all about having a good time and that, and, uh, you know, in my view, uh, people talk about baseball as being the, the, the United States pastime. I would make the argument that, that I think barbecue is because I know more people that barbecue than play baseball. I totally agree. I may be prejudiced, you know, (laughs) it's a new sport. It's like the new big sport. It is. You betcha. So those that uh, that don't know, you do the, the carousel style barbecue pits. Uh, how did how uh-huh. did you how did you come up with that? Like, well, that that was uh, the first pit pit I built had stationary racks, which was a a real problem because uh, you want to have circulation of heat and smoke and that. And so the only way get, the meat got moved was just stick it with a, a fork and flip it over or, or scoot it over or scoop it up and move it around. And so that, that you got to have motion in there to really uh, get it uh, in, in, a, in a big pit that holds 600 pounds of meat. Now you can get by with it in a small one and so forth. And, uh, and that, and um, our, uh, we have sliding shelves in our, our, uh, our, what we call our CTOs, our convection tri ovens. They are the smaller units that we build. And um, so you, <laughs> this plays right into, you were talking about uh, the big mistakes. So there was a good friend of mine, Mike Mills, who's always referred to it. He passed away last year, but bless his heart. Uh, he was a great, his nickname was The Legend uh, because he had, in barbecue history, he had, the only guy that had won uh, uh, three uh, grand champions in Memphis. But anyway, oh, wow. kept talking, talking about building smaller pits. And uh, so he talked me into it, and, and those had sliding shelves. But where that idea went south, um, I got overthinking it and thinking well all right i'll have these sliding shelves because because it was a small uh, um I, that, can you still hear me yeah we yep, sure yeah, can yeah, yeah, absolutely okay okay i wouldn't uh, i was getting a little bit of feedback and, and i wasn't sure but anyway uh back to um how not every idea is a great idea i wanted to make it as flexible as possible i wanted to have a rotisserie in there where it's moving it but uh, we could take that out easily and then put these sliding racks in there if you wanted heavier and bigger pieces and all that stuff. So I spent all this time in engineering and making it where it was easy to take the shelves out, the, the, the flat ones, and then take the rotisserie main shaft, set it in 
to a little channel in the, on the left and right side inside, and where you, all you'd have to do is top it in there, and then, then you could hang your shelves on on the rotisserie wheels of it. And um, the only thing was, by being a small pet, you got to think what happening is that the, in a small pet you've got small shelves, so they're real narrow. So if they're real narrow, narrow and they're revolving around like a spit and that they're not very stable. And so when we came out with this model, and this has been uh, 30 years ago or longer than that. Um, but anyway, um, it just happened to be the dawning of the brilliant idea of beer can chicken. <laughs> I don't, if you, you guys ever do beer can chicken. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's I'm, basically I'm a firm where you take a, a whole whole chicken and stuff a uh, open beer can up its body crevice there, and then you slow smoke it, and it adds flavor and moisture and has all these great ideas. But it didn't work worth a darn in that rotisserie because the first one, when it would fall over, then it would dock the second one over, then the S7, and then about <laughs> two minutes, you have a big wad of wire racks all tied up together and oh, a bunch man. of chicken in the bottom of your pit. So that was one of those, I guess I, 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 that's not that good idea after all. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, no guts, no glory. You got you know, you got to push the envelope every now and then. And uh, so we did away with the uh, the rotisserie in the small pits. Nice, <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I tell you, you're talking about now. I, now this was not a, a, a failure or a, or a problem that I had personally, but I observed this. And this was about 35 years ago. I had a customer down in Louisiana with a caterer, and he and his son were getting ready for this big party and they were making a salad. And now when I say a salad, it was a huge salad. This, um, though the bowl that they had, you could set a tractor tire inside of it. Oh, wow. And anyway, it's all this lettuce and vegetables and they're in there literally with their hands and their arms and, you know, flipping this stuff around to mix this, the, um, uh, the salad dressing on it. And they were getting ready. It's time to get all packed up to go to the catering. And the son looks to his dad and he said, Dad, where's your Band-Aid? That one was on your hand. And the dad looked down and said, I don't know. And I'll just, I'll leave it to your imagination. What happened? I don't uh, know. I, don't, I love it. Yeah. Somebody got a it's kind of like yeah. It's not exactly like a king cake. But it's almost. <laughs> it's definitely it's, What happens if you find the band aid? It's a close second. <laughs> you win. <laughs> so, oh, it's great. Anyway, so what is a uh, uh, just kind of an off the wall question? What is what is your favorite thing to cook? It could be barbecue or not barbecue or just whatever. Okay, um, I like to cook a lot of stuff and. Let, let me just mention some uh, beyond the usual um, uh, ribs, uh, beef, pork, uh, you know, brisket and shoulders and, and all that stuff. And that I really like to also cook uh, fish and seafood, uh, trout, and uh, any of your uh, uh, deep water, uh, you know, grouper or uh, uh, wahoo and that and you put those in a pit and put a little butter on them and seasoning and, and, and uh, give them some smoke and it'll make a bulldog body's chain oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah I love that yeah I, we we're a big fan of the of the uh, just even grilling or anything like that just a little tin foil or pan mm -hmm. butter maybe some I'm a Creole seasoning or something, right? Just letting it just oh, yeah. like cook in there, man. You can't, right. you can't beat it. It's it's delicious. Because there's all kinds of seafood. You, you can do oyster, smoked oysters, and that and that. But I just kind of like the uh, red snapper because we like to 
to uh, fish for those and uh and the uh, wahoo heck yeah heck yeah so uh david do you ever get into any of the the competition side of barbecue at all i've been in it for 30 years oh jesus um, yeah i i, I judged uh, down in memphis in may and what was it uh 1970 uh uh let's see i can't remember the it, but it's been years and years and years i did the, the cape gerardo i had the, the contest that the um, jc's had here in town back before they even had the other ones uh that were sanctioned um i did that for 25 years here in town and i've judged in kansas city and memphis and different ones around the way and so i would uh, I recommend that, that if anybody's really passionate about barbecue if they want to get into to be a competitor take the time to get uh, licensed as a judge because you will learn so much in a short period of time um judging and typically the way they do it uh, uh, is to sit down at a table with like six uh, people at a table and then they will bring in the different uh, categories for example ribs or brisket or uh, shoulder and that and so everybody tastes um, that particular type and they've got scorecards and the, the thing that will imagine you will be surprised at how different you can have the same cut of meat how different it looks depending on what you used to marinate it with, what you based it with, how long you cooked it, and all that, and 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 have so many different really good flavors. Now, the, every now and then you'll catch somebody that used lighter fluid or something to start their, their fire with, and that you want to spit that you out. You can taste but, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can taste it for about a week. And oh, sure. um, <laughs> But uh, there's so much good stuff that it's worth it to get a vision of what all you can do with these different cuts of meat and so forth. Yeah. Have so, you guys been, been in competitions? Any? Uh, yeah. We just did Austin rodeo, uh, not too long ago. Uh, we ended up getting a, uh, um, fifth place chicken out of about 184 categories or 184 entries. Wow. Entries. That, yeah. That's way up there. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, Learning, uh, judging back then, and, and I don't know how much experience you have uh, judging nowadays or whatever, uh, yeah. but I am seeing a lot. I'm seeing a huge trend of going towards just sweet. Everything's sweet. And it, it's, from yes. the, it's from the ribs, it's the chicken. And then now we're even seeing people like put like a glaze on they're a saucing. brisket. Yeah, they're saucing the brisket. They're saucing a brisket yeah. uh, where it has yes. a little bit of a sweetness to it. Uh, so we're, we're seeing that trend. I don't know if we necessarily agree with that trend, but uh, I guess it right. is what it is. You have to jump on it if, if that's what it is, but your thoughts on that. I mean, do you, do you, I, I agree with your, your, um, uh, summation of what the trend has, has come into, uh, over the, you know, whatever 30 years I've been around it, that it has been progressively sweeter and so forth. Back in the day, there was, more um, vinegar and uh, those kinds of things with the robust, robust uh, uh, red sauces and, and and a little heat in there too. Yeah. But uh, the, the sweetness just keeps getting more and more and more. And um, so I um, I'm not sure why that is, but I will say that. The people that uh, in, in the competition circuit that do take it to the Zen level study the judges and that. And, uh, and I, 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 I'm not just draw any inference from this, but the, they tell me they look for the, the blend of judging how many men to women there are. And, um, I, I don't know if that's true or no, not, but, um, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk the tight wire here and say I didn't ask them which 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 way nice. they would point it to. Right. Yeah. But there could be one gender likes it a little sweeter than the other if that that makes sense. Hmm. 
I'm not gonna lie. I I like a good vinegar sauce, and and I have a yes. hard time with the sweet barbecue sauce. It just you know, like on ribs, I maybe I mean I'm not. I don't really mind it so much on a rib. I think one bite, uh, one bite. Yeah, you're one good. bite. Yeah, that's whatever. But I yeah. a good vinegar sauce just goes a long way because you can just it's you can still eat it right. You don't have to worry like, am I going to get a cavity mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> off of this thing? You know, and Do that. and I think it lends well to all three categories: chicken, ribs, and pork. I, yes. If, if I had to pick a like what sauce I was going to whatever, it would be a vinegar sauce for me. I, I don't know. Sure enough. Just... Yes, and it, and and once again, this is a matter of personal taste, and nobody's right, nobody's wrong. It what works for you. That's the deal. Definitely. And uh, these these uh, comp- competition guys take it serious as far as to predict what, what kind of judges are going to have. And in their process, um, they they uh, realize that the first thing you taste is the last thing you put on the meat, which kind of like makes sense. Okay, that's oh, yeah. it's going to be on the outside layer, right? That's a good point. Yep. So you got to be careful of, of how heavy you make that last pass with, with seasonings or sauce and that to to uh, send it off, off the mark. Yeah, I, I, I could not agree more. I mean, so I think this is kind of how we got our start in it. And, uh, you know, in the competition world for probably the last probably 20 years now, we, we've done the competition scene uh, and, and competed in this Gulf Coast region uh if, if you want to say and it, it's been really honestly it's been kind of held kind of the same way uh up until the last probably i would say probably probably the last like 10 years in the last 10 mm-hmm. years you've seen just the barbecue really change and and i i will credit uh netflix or what was the show that they had, uh, Barbecue Pitmasters? Pitmasters, like Traveler's Channel or, yes. or like AMC. So, mm-hmm. The AMC yeah. show. So sure. I, I think when Aaron Franklin and, and those guys. Mo Kaysan. Mo, yeah, Mo Kaysan, they They did their thing. It just, it blew up. And, and we interview people all the time. And, and they'll say, you know, I I started doing this because I watched that, that show. And I was like, man, they're having a fun time barbecuing. Maybe I could do this, you know. And you've got these guys now with eight, five, five, six, seven, eight, ten years experience, and they're just dominating uh, the barbecue circuit. And and I, I I mean, you've got the guys that that, that are like uh, what's um, Jack's old South? Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Myron. My, Myron Mixon, right? Myron. And, and 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 he he's been you know he I guess he's the the winningest man in in barbecue or he was at least uh, um, but I I don't know I I think those 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 flavor profiles have changed so much I don't I mean I know they're still relevant and whatever else but I don't know I, mm-hmm. it's just each region is well, different I, I'm not sure what we're doing in Texas is the same thing sure. y'all are doing well in, I in tell Missouri. you who was uh, really represented Texas really well. A good friend of mine, and he's also in the Barbecue Hall of Fame, uh, is Johnny Trigg. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys Definitely, know yeah. Johnny. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But he's oh, a good yeah. friend. And, and Mo Kaysan, uh, he's a good friend as well. In fact, he just bought another pit from me this week. Big Mo, uh, man. Big Mo. And uh, he's a character. He's in that, but uh, he's a nice guy. He really is. Yeah, I've, and, I've, I've not met him face-to-face. We had him on the podcast, and I mm-hmm. – I could not say more uh, great things about it. I mean, it, it was it was great having him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a, a good competitor too. He uh, he goes after it, and you've seen him on television back when they were doing the uh, the shows, and he was a judge as well as a yep. con- uh, contestant. And that, and uh, he's got a nice um, line of seasonings and sauces that he sells. In fact, I've got a seafood um, shake in my kitchen here. Nice. I use it some sometime on the uh, red snapper. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we we go to academy. And we see his we see his picture there. And I'm like, man, yeah. there he is. Everywhere. You know, yeah. every academy. Yeah. Yeah. I can say that. Uh, uh, so I volunteer for the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. So I was out here at uh, for the barbecue portion of it uh, this past, uh, well, two past uh, weeks ago. 
and uh, I had the the privilege of going around and delivering all the beer to all the tents, uh, bringing all oh my the, gosh, all the joy. What an onerous task that must have been. Yes, yes. So everybody <laughs> says you're not allowed to bring beer in. Question, oh really? Question marks. I mean, obviously they bring <laughs> beer in, but. We bring it in. They're like, oh, we're waiting on you. I was like, okay, I know you are, but uh, we're bringing in pallets of beer and all that stuff like that. But it gives me a firsthand like, opportunity to maybe um, scope out the uh, the pits and scope out the um, inner uh-huh. workings of their tent. And I could tell you that I, I saw a lot of old hickory pits out there. Yes. <laughs> I, I I know it's everywhere, and, it, and, yeah. it's, and it's a uh, uh, it's something that it's tried and true, and people are uh, taking advantage of uh, what the 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 pits and the technology that you're putting out there. Uh, we and, had we had a uh, really good nice compliment uh, last year, and the uh, y'all get the Texas Monthly magazine that yeah uh, yes, oh yeah D- D- Daniel Vaughn he's a, a, a friend of mine. And uh, he he was talking about uh, we we sell pits to HEB grocery stores, and he was talking about the the quality of HEB's barbecue in the grocery store was uh, equal to or in some times even better than in the individual restaurants. And I thought that was quite of a quite a um, a nice compliment to have him to say that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean that's. It takes, you know, people, well, I mean, you know, the the pit for one, right? But then mm-hmm. then you got the pit master back there and you, know, you got a restaurant's been running the same way for a long time. Maybe they don't, they're not changing with the times or anything else, but HEB, yes. they're changing with the times. They're they're always looking for the next uh, in thing or whatever else. I, I love HEBs. Yeah, they, 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 they do a good job. There's great barbecue all over Texas. I'm telling you, we got thousands of customers down there. Uh, uh, Dickie's Spring Creek Rib Crib, Whole Foods, oh, yeah. uh, Texas Rib Rangers, Soul Man's. Do, do you uh, know how many pits you, you, you all have actually built? I mean, is there is there a number? No, no. Uh, actually, and uh, uh, people ask me that a long time uh, for a long time. And I politely tell him, I said, well, if I actually knew how many there were, there probably wouldn't be that many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got enough to where I can honestly say I don't know offhand. I I kind of hate to stop in the middle of a run here and count the uh, cabbage uh, prematurely. Sure. Uh, sure. Just uh, we try to do what we do and keep growing the company. And we're delightful to have uh, all these wonderful customers throughout the country that that, that believe in us and use us as their uh, their bit of choice. What, what's the what? So I, I of course I know they're energy efficient and everything else, but but what what's the like? Just I mean, if you could kind of explain just just how energy efficient these pits are. I mean, it it doesn't take much much wood uh, going right. in uh, to get these things. Uh, yes. Up temperature, but you want to speak on that a little bit? Yeah, sure, sure enough. Because you know we're all conscious of about our planet and uh, what kind of uh, job we're doing of you know looking after our resources and and trying to save as many trees as we can. That uh, if we can cook barbecue more efficiently and at lower temperatures and more precisely and all that that we're saving, you know, thousands of acres of wood that would normally be wasted. That's right. We have some people in areas that don't have access to hardwoods or woods of flavor and that they pay so much for their wood that when they convert to our equipment, that that the savings in the wood alone pays for the pit over a period of years. That's right. So... So it is an important thing, and um, we we're mindful of that. And the more uh, energy we can save and put it in the right place, uh, the better it is. And the more control you as the as the chef or the pitmaster, then you've got more to work with. 
I love it. I love it. Yeah, these these, these things are insulated, uh, and 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 they're they're really they're really standing the test of time. Like, I mean, all these restaurants around the nation uh, are using these barbecue pits, and they're doing it for a reason, right? They're doing it because you know you're able to uh, one's less money on wood. You're able to get the temperature you want. They're, they're consistent, uh, and, and you're able to cook at a at constant temperature, you're not having to raise the temperature all the way up to, you know, 350 and all the way back down to, to 200 and fluctuating back and forth. Uh, you're able to maintain uh, that constant temperature in your pits. And, and that's why the barbecue is so good. Yes. See, meat is temperature sensitive. Uh, the best illustration I can give on that is if you take a uh, strip of bacon and throw it on a red hot skillet, What's the first thing it's going to do? Oh yeah, it's going to draw up. Draw up, just sucks but up. If you, but if you turn that on to the low setting and you put that bacon on there and gave it plenty of time to get it, you can cook it to where there's a whole lot more to uh, as far as the size of it. And that when you're finished, then it would be if it got it shrunk up from a rapid temperature change. Yeah, yeah, we actually just had that happen this last weekend. One of our briskets. Uh, it, it swelled up and, and shrunk up on us. Uh, it may get it may get a little hot in that cooking chamber when we were. It was, it was about, I think at one well, point, it does happen. Yeah, it was about three fifty well, in one of those <laughs> in the chamber there for, for uh, a few minutes. It's a little hot. It's there, a little hot. It was for a few okay. minutes. Somebody walked by and said, "That's three fifty. I was like, "Oh my god, let's let's open the chamber up. Let's get this wood out of there. Hot and fast. Hot and fast. Yeah." yeah. <laughs> Well, that may work on sear in the state, but right. a, uh, brisket's a different Not deal. So no, no, we had to cool it off. We had to slow it down. Yeah. <laughs> hey, David, uh, uh, we definitely appreciate you jumping on to grabbing the brisket. And I'm going to tell the, the folks here, hey, uh, please go check out uh, Old Hickory Pits. Uh, and, and David, you were inducted into the Hall of Fame of Barbecue, right? Easy. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's uh, quite, a, quite a privilege because uh, it's a great bunch of folks. So uh, th- typically uh, towards the end, we just kind of open up to the guests. So uh, if uh, you can just let the people know where they can get a hold of you and, and Old Hickory. Yes. Yes, sir. The, the best way to get hold of us is on the Internet. And our, our uh, website is www.com. Old Hickory Pits is O L E H I C K O R Y P I T S Old Hickory Pits dot com, and uh, when you get in the website, there's different sections to it. Uh, we have the, the our barbecue pits uh, equipment and uh, sized into the big pits and the smaller pits, and then we have a lot of gear in there as handy gadgets to. Uh, put it you know uh, using uh, when you're cooking and then we have our seasonings and sauces and all kinds of gingerbread stuff so uh oldhickorypits.com and uh, we'd love for you to visit i love it man hey thank you so much for for joining us on on, on this uh podcast and uh i'm not gonna lie if we reach out again maybe a year yeah. from now or whatever it's else it's been a pleasure i would love to have you back on uh, well, thank you. Yeah, That's the, so the, kind the, of you to say. Yeah, the knowledge you have, and and I mean, you can't get it in one episode. We need multiple episodes. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that would be that'd be very special. Uh, thank you so much for the compliment. There, I appreciate yes, that. All right, we we definitely appreciate it, David. We we wish you the best, and we hope you take care, bud. Well, thank you. You guys did a great job. I, I enjoyed uh, chatting with you. Thanks, sir. Have a good night. All righty, you too. Thank you. Bye bye. I love the silence where everybody's the like, first one. everybody's gonna waiting the first to jump one. in. John's <laughs> gonna John's gonna cut this out where there's like I loved it. There's no silence or whatever. Yeah. But hey, awesome to have David Knight on uh, yeah. with Old Hickory Pits. I mean, Are you kidding me? Uh, obviously, he he has so much wealth of knowledge uh, uh, in barbecuing and, and engineering and designing and building pits and all that stuff like that. So there, there's. Uh, inducted into the barbecue hall of fame in in 2016 i like, mean I, are, are you are awesome you guy. saying that he he's an original because he yeah. is he's an og, OG. he's an original OG. he's an og you know what I mean? this is what i'm talking about man i 
dude, it, it was it's such an honor to have this guy on, and like I I want to go out and buy one of his pits right now. Right, I'm not gonna lie. I, and I wasn't lying earlier. Uh, I, I saw a ton of hope his. I know <laughs> I saw a ton of his pits in Houston. All the tents, just in the back. I saw the small backyard. Um, I guess competition, competition style. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I saw the big rotisseries. One of those big rotisseries would be kind of cool to have. Oh man, are you kidding me? Put it on a trailer, just cook for days. Right. Just right. all day. It's like all the meats. Hey, you want to cook? I want to cook. All the meats. You know why? Because I got a pit that put can't all do. the meats on can't, it. Can't spoil you guys. I mean, That's next right. thing you know, you're going to be like, I'm just going to load up the pit and then I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, I no, do we, that now. We need you to stay up all <laughs> no, night. No, I don't want to stay up anymore. I want to get an old hickory. That way I don't want to stay up all night watching this pit. I can just I can just put it on. You know why? It's so energy efficient. It just works. Right. I love it. Hey, everybody go out there. Uh, check out Old Hickory. I think it's oldhickory.com. Old we put a oh, deal. Oh, oh. There will be a from? link. Scroll Old down. Texas. There's a link to the website. Just There'll see. Just John will have a link. Yeah. Hey, while you're F- clicking fanatics. links, click on grabmanthebrisket.com as well. Correct. Has it been a pleasure talking barbecue, James? <laughs> it's been an awesome time talking barbecue to you guys. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, peace. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Suckle Buster's Barbecue Rubs and Sauces. Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Coolie Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, The Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Dow Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.